to Pastors of Pain. Yeah! We are so glad you have joined us. So glad. Um, I'm not sure I emphasize that enough. A blessed Lent to all in our uh, in our vast and a holy listening area. I know many of you are listening as a podcast. Some of you are listening on the radio. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, we're just very glad that you're with us. Welcome. Uh, so Father Kerry uh, Wakulich and I are here in the uh, Stillwater Radio Studios. And hey, P- what's P- funny is that we if we have not really um, seen a lot of each other lately. Uh, we have been ships passing in the night uh, in a very good way. Um, so there's a lot going on. Yeah, you were whoa, whoa, whoa. in okay, a good last way. Week. Okay, you were down in Hugo, Oklahoma. Let me just. I mean, most people don't know where the Hugo Antlers Boswell Triplex are, but it's like it's like Pawnee on the Parks and Rec. It's, so <laughs> yeah, so Hugo. So I was down in uh, with our mutual friend uh, Father Todd Nance, uh, who is uh, the pastor uh, of three parishes. Down in Choctaw and Pushmataha counties. It's like the size of Delaware, isn't it, or something? Uh, he has Island? a very large area. So he lives in Hugo, Immaculate Conception in Hugo. Uh, and then he has two other parishes, okay. uh, one in Antlers and one in Boswell. I nailed them all. Come on, I got so it. So Hugo is a town of 5,000, yeah. 5,500 or so. Uh, Antlers is probably 2,500, I'm oh. guessing. And Boswell is about 800. Oh. But each has their own church. Um, and, and you could say, well, why don't they all just go to Antlers? Or why don't they? Well, because they're all 25, 30 minutes away from each other. Well, um, so he does about 100 miles of driving sorry, every what? weekend. So he goes, he goes Hugo to Antlers... To Boswell, back to Hugo, back to what? No, that's Antlers. getting complex. Anyway, I'm just, all I'm thinking about right now is he's either driving a a Yugo, the greatest Yugoslavian import car, or a Le Car, the greatest French car that ever showed up. He's on America's told me doorstep. he spent five hundred dollars in tolls last year. What? Oh, because he has to get on the he uh, get, on there's the a little toll, right? yeah. Anyway, it was uh, it was just wonderful. So I was the I was the speaker at their at their parish mission. Okay, where was it? Uh, so it was one night in. So I, I preached all the Sunday masses uh-huh. at the three parishes. Then uh, the first night was in Antlers. Okay. The second night was in Hugo, and the third night was in Boswell. And so it was actually the same, basically the same talk three nights in a row. Whoa! And it was lovely. It was great to have time. And it was with Sunday Father masses Todd. and then Monday talk. Sunday masses, then a Sunday night talk, Monday night talk, Tuesday night talk, and then I came back on Wednesday. Oh well, well welcome. We're uh, so glad you're back. It was it was awesome. It was awesome. Good people, good people down there. Um, if you if this if you're wondering where it is, so it's go you know way way southern Indian Oklahoma. Nations Turnpike. When we were watching the evening news, the evening news comes from Sherman, Texas. What? Oh yes. The, the Sherman, the Sherman Denison, uh, <laughs> Texoma. Anyway, I thought maybe because cool. yeah, it's uh, Idabel and Paris are close to each other, and then so Hugo. Paris, Paris, Texas is the is the next closest parish. Two th- like two things when you're going down on the Indian Nations Turnpike. I think it's exit one, isn't it? Like Hugo mm. is like exit. one. I just one. do what my GPS and says. and then 
it curves, and as it curves, it slows down, and the Hugo cops are like, watching for you. If you're a Hugo cop, I didn't mean to say that. You guys are doing a great job down there. Keep it up. Keep, keep, <laughs> Stay protect, safe. <laughs> protecting the good people of God. It was, uh, anyway, what, I think one of the things, it was just great to be with Father Todd. It was great to meet a lot of, and I'd been uh-huh. down there before, but never, never for this kind of extended period of time. So got to you know celebrate mass multiple times, just meet people, build some relationships, and um, just learn about that part of the state and that part of our diocese. And mm-hmm. anyway, it's lovely. It was lovely. One of the things they're starting to do down there in Hugo, mm-hmm. and I just love this this zeal. Father Todd Nance has got some zeal. <laughs> they are going through like old uh, parish records and directories, yes. and basically finding people they haven't seen in a while. And knocking on their doors. I love that. Are people, are they finding people? They're start. They're just starting this week. What? Isn't that fun? What if they show up to somebody's house and they got like moved in 1986? Well then, okay, then you cross them off the list and pray for them. And so he's got a squad of people? Uh, it's him and another guy. And they're going together? Yep. I love that. Are they calling people up too and just be like, hey, uh, yeah. up business? Yeah. Anyway, I just love that. I love that. Just beautiful zeal because those part of the that part of the state is not very catholic not at all and I, I met a young man in boswell um he's uh he's in eighth grade we were just talking he served mass we were talking after mass and he said he and his brother are the only catholics in their school <laughs> boswell town of 800 yep he's actually he lives in like one of the neighboring towns but he and his brother are, are the only catholics so he was he was kind of saying, oh, man, it's you know it's hard, it's hard. People think we're kind of weird, and I said, stay strong, stay being strong, wi- young man. Being weird is awesome. Stay strong, be a priest. Speaking, okay. Speaking of weird, welcome back. Speaking of weird, then <laughs> uh, you are. We're recording this uh, just a little bit before you uh, leave for Costa Rica. Uh-huh. Uh, what, what are you do- What are you doing? Uh, this is not a vacay. This is not a vacation. Although Costa Rica is, so I've heard, a beautiful country. I have been to a lot of beautiful countries, and they've all been on mission trips. So I've been to St. Lucia, and that was a tough mission trip. It was really, really, really tough. Just the culture. The culture was beautiful. The families. just. But it was also um, working with people and w- watching plans, sort of. I've been to the Yucatan, and we literally landed went to the place where we were supposed to be, and the priest said, we don't need you anymore. Oh. And so we had to go find work for 25 college students to oh. do for the rest of the week. So we painted a church, a massive church that was like 300 and something years old. Oh. Uh, so this one, uh, Honduras, we were like right on the water, but in an orphanage. And this one to Costa Rica, I have no idea. And I don't like to ask a lot of questions. This is a focus thing? This is a yeah, focus fellowship of Catholic University. So you're like, somebody else is organizing it, yeah. obviously. My missionaries are organizing it with When focus. we were asking you where you're going, you said Costa Rica. And we said, where in Costa Rica? And you said, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> and I, I don't know. And that's it's, it's kind of the best way because on occasions they've said, hey, we're going to think about doing this mission trip or this mission trip or this mission trip. And I, and I try to avoid the ones that are like, we're going to be bathing homeless people. No, thank you. I don't want to do that. Why? Like, we're going to be mending the poor people. So immediately, so I just say, I don't, don't tell me what we're doing. Oh, put me where you, put, put me where like, you need me. Like, let's go there and I'll enjoy it. 
and I will I will do everything I can to um, be a, a great priest uh, for the college students. And, for yeah. those. and so I get to brush up on my Spanish, speak a little Costa Ooh. Rican, Espanol, and go, I'm sorry, what'd you say? I have some former parishioners there if you want to go see them. Oh, okay. Well, it is, uh, yeah, it's a good time. There's a lot of good stuff going on. Wear your on. OSU gear and see if anyone walks up to I'm gonna, you. I'm going to pass some stuff out. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm going to pass some stuff out, bring some, uh, bring some, you know, sometimes when you go to uh, the Central America, you find like Duke 2008 National Championship. I love that. I was like, wait a minute, they lost in the National Duke didn't win that year. But that is where, you know, I mean, I've been to lots of sporting events and you can always, like immediately after the game, so two teams are playing. Immediately, the Super Bowl, right? So the Rams played the Bengals. Immediately after the game, when you walk out of the stadium, you could buy a L.A. Rams Super Bowl champs shirt. Yes. Which means there are boxes and boxes and boxes of Cincinnati Bengals Super Bowl champs uh, t-shirts being sent to third world countries. Yeah. Kids uh, in Pakistan thing, or India, or like little yeah. villages who are, in who the are, Himalayas who, have, who are being tricked that the that really think <laughs> the Bengals won when they didn't. Yeah. Um, one thing I think that you will experience uh, in in a I've never been to Costa Rica. I'm just guessing mm-hmm. is wonderful hospitality. Whoa. Yes. I always find it. That's uh, what we want to talk about today. Oh, really? Yeah, I want oh, to talk okay. about the importance of hospitality. I I, uh, I always find it that. People uh, roll out the red carpet uh, and and want to basically give their best to their visitors who are serving them. Yeah, I, and it's but I also weird. think it's even. I don't think I don't think you're gonna. I I mean I, I don't know, but like I don't think you're gonna get better hospitality than they normally would give because I think there's just a natural hospitality in. Certain countries, correct. Certain cultures, I think. Especially, I mean, I think you and I both have this experience. I think people who are what we would just call poor, yes, are better at hospitality, yeah, than yes. people who have means. Uh, I agree. Why I, is that? Well, uh, I don't know, but I got I got two ideas. I don't know either. Um, one is the rule of Saint Benedict. He says uh, the rule of Saint Benedict. It's written on the stone wall as you go into the Conception Abbey Welcome Center, and it says, "Welcome all people as Christ." All guests should be welcomed as Christ. Yeah, both of us are Benedictine trained. On our new church, the bell tower is actually starting to go up. It's really Ooh, cool. I have to drive and, by. I haven't and been I took in some a week. students in there, and I showed them the curved wall where the stone wall is going to go on in the inside of the bell tower to get into the student center. And it says it's going to be carved in stone. Uh, when I was a stranger, you welcomed me. Ooh, hey now. I know. We're, I like we're, it. We're chiseling that in the stone so they can never forget it. When now you got to live it out. Yes, but that, that is. I mean, those are the. Two, I think are two key components of hospitality is welcome all strangers as Christ. And when I was a stranger, you welcomed me. But one's a rule of Benedict. Yep. And one is the gospel. And guess where Benedict took it from? He the took gospel. it from Matthew's gospel. Yep. And so uh, why, why, um, why, why is hospitality on your I heart just, right now? Oh, it's just on my mind. I think, uh, we, I think I have had this on my mind, and there's sort of multiple things that are happening at, at the parish. Um, you're, so you're building, you know, you're building a church that you have specifically designed it to to welcome 
college students. Yeah, there's only one way in the building. And visitors. One way in yeah. that building to that bell tower. That's it. Can't get any other And way. so, anyway, which is awesome, because I think you know how important hospitality is for college students. Um, you have students from all over the world. Uh, they show up here. They've never been, maybe never been to Stillwater. Um, you have uh-huh. students from, even from nearby. You know, you have students who are from Stillwater, right? But they're looking for... And you've you've talked about St. John's as being like a home away from home. Oh yeah, for your for your college students, um, we have that same kind of mentality at the at the parish that we want to we that hus, hospitality is we would say kind of one of the pillars of of like a stewardship way of life. Uh-huh. But it's the first that if people don't feel welcome, Ooh. if people don't feel like they are a part of something. Uh, they are much less likely to ever come back. And so hospitality has to be like a, a, a central part of who we are. And so I look at our, I look at our parish um, and there's a lot of things that we're really doing well. I mean, I think people have told me like, wow, your parish is really welcoming. And, um, but I think like, for example, I don't think we do that good of a job, um, when a new family, so we're actually having a meeting next week to talk about like when a new family comes to the parish. So not a one-time visitor, um, as cool as that is. And we do get a lot of that and you get a lot professor of that. Professor moves here from a Denver, Colorado, moves here, right. finishing their PhD what, to show up their three What kids. is the process by which that professor and his or her family feel like they are a part of the parish? And right now it's it's okay. They get a, an email, they get a card, they get a... Um, but, but we need, we need to do better. Um, we can do a better job of just really going over the top in, in welcoming people. Um, the other thing that we're doing is we're actually hiring at the moment, um, for a new position that we, we're just calling hospitality coordinator. And this person, uh, is going to, you know, we do a lot of events. You do a lot of events. This person is going to have a team of people that they're going to work with, team of volunteers, to make sure that every event that we do is top-notch, that every event that we do is is going to be a ultimately and wonderfully uh, hospitable event. Good food, good ambiance. Um, cold all, beer, all of that. I mean, if, if it's a, need it, if, we need if it's cold a, beer? if it's a cold beer kind of event, then the beer better be really, ice. really dang cold, Dri- dripping ice from it. And so, anyway, but just I mean, as an example, like if you look at our at our four masses, and so I would say to any of my parishioners that are listening to this, um, we have four masses every Sunday. We have a Saturday night mass, we have Sunday morning eight thirty, we have Sunday morning eleven fifteen, and we have Spanish mass at one o'clock. Right now. We have coffee and donuts after one of those. What? Right? Which is yeah. which is great for the people that go to that mass, which tends to be the 8:30 mass tends to be folks who are really engaged uh-huh. in the life of the parish. Um, you know, uh, I look at the other masses and I say what hospitality are we you know, there, we have greeters who stand at the door. We hand everyone a, like a worship aid, you know, right. that will help them to pray. Yep. At the very beginning of Mass, we have a nice a message, you know, welcome to St. Francis Xavier Catholic Church, you know, et cetera. 
Um, I, you know, I think I'm most days, I, go, I have some bad mood days, but I'm, you know, out front, Father Robert's out front, but we don't do anything kind of before or after that mass. And so what happens is people come to mass yes. and they go home. Now, the mentality of, of some, and I've kind of heard this is, well, people who come to mass Saturday night at five o'clock, they don't want anything before or after. They just want to go eat dinner. Says who? Well, and, and I'm well, sure that some, and I'm sure that some do, but everybody. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot of people who their, their, their biggest sort of social event of the week is coming to mass on Sunday, but we don't have anything before or anything after. Okay. Maybe they want to eat dinner with us. Maybe they're going to go home and just eat dinner by themselves. Oh, maybe what if, they're not going to eat dinner. What if we had dinner? <laughs> maybe they're not even going to eat dinner. What if we had like a dinner af- right after? Or maybe not even dinner. Maybe we just had coffee and some cookies, and then they go out to dinner. Those kinds of things. I would love to have hospitality in and around all four of our Sunday Masses. Maybe even at daily Mass. Maybe even at Stations of the Cross. Maybe even at all of these other kinds of events. So there's just, there's a whole, like, other level of hospitality that I think we could be offering that we are currently not. What do you think about that? Am I nuts? I, I, li- I like the idea. You think I'm nuts? No, no. I, I'm just, hold on a second. Okay. I'm saying, what, you ready? Just take my compliment for a second. Okay, I'm, 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 I'm taking your compliment. I, li- I like the idea of uh, having hospitality. Is it... Uh, I, <sighs> I mean, I ha- my brain is already, like, cycling. I had to get a piece of paper and, like, start writing down ideas just to get them out of my noggin so Ooh, that I could yeah. share them with you. Yeah, like, share them. Uh, there's just there's a, a great opportunity I think we're missing. Y- you know, some people will say, wow, we didn't used to do this. So on one side, people came to Mass for 2,000 years and never had hospitality. Yeah, I mean, there was no one I ever stand at the door like, hey, would you like to have dinner in our parish hall in the 900s? No greeters at the Last Supper. Yeah, no greeters. <laughs> no greeters. No one saying, hey, um, do you want to sign up for our flock note? At, um, in in some sort of like, you know, Thomas Beckett era. Of- Bible study? I wrote the Bible. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the Dominicans and those sorts of... The, there was no, I mean, hospitality. People came to worship the Lord Jesus Christ and the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, receive Jesus in the Eucharist, and go home. Yes. Yeah. That, that, so that, that, was a, that is true. That we, and people may say, well, we didn't do that. We didn't used to do this. I, I would turn it this way now. I think our culture has changed. As I told this to a parent a couple weeks ago, I was having breakfast with them, and I said, every four years I get a different flock of college students. So I have to, like, meet this new generation every four years. And the sophomores are different from the seniors. And so that's two years. And once you get grad students and a freshman in the same room, sure, they don't know the same thing. They don't have the same jokes. They didn't see the same, they didn't <laughs> see the same like, TikTok reels. They didn't watch the same YouTubes. They didn't grow up on the same cartoons. This, they're just different. Yep. And so... I, I, what I think, like our this every every four years again as a priest, I get a different generation. There's been a cultural shift where people are really alone. We we saw that during COVID, 
uh, that people really wanted to be with other people. And we saw it. it. It just it sort of flared up. People became lonely, and you know, FarmersOnly.com became that was a, that was a plug. <laughs> Farmers Only, you can send us some cash to pay for. It was a shameless FarmersOnly.com plug. People didn't want to feel lonely so anymore. FarmersOnly.com. Stop. Sorry, sorry, I just had to go. But there, there was this. The, everybody knows that people want to be known, seen, and heard. Known. Seen yep. and heard. Yep. And that is the culture we live in. Both the adults who are lonely, who their kids don't come to visit them because they live across the country, or um, they're, they're, they go home all by themselves. Or as we know from college students, they just go to their dorm rooms and they don't have any friends. So the other piece of it, I mean, and this, is, this was true before COVID, and COVID uh, just absolutely accelerated this phenomenon um google just google loneliness epidemic oh it's rich and it's not specific to age Mm -hmm. although the 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 prevailing opinion is there's there's two two groups that are that are mainly lonely one is older and this is just a united states thing but i'm sure it's happening in other countries older people so maybe people who are widows Maybe people who never married, mm-hmm. um, maybe are far from their children or grandchildren. Um, and then the other is young adults. They are lonely. They are looking for and, and want community. Now, is the parish the only place where they can find that? Well, of course not. Um, is that they, the best place to find it? Yeah. I would say yes. Yeah. Yes. And so how how is that pulled off? What we've decided to do as a parish is to go all in on hospitality to the point that we're going to hire somebody who is going to facilitate. And it's going to it costs money uh, and it, it's going to be resources. Victory. And and I'm okay with that. Yeah, take it for um, a test drive. Hey, you know what? At least you, I, I think there's a uh, there's a concern that people don't want to try stuff out. They're like, oh well, we've just been doing this the same way we've been doing it for right. And when years. we do that, I mean, mo- most people, most people who have grown up in the Catholic Church, or a lot of people, they they leave. They don't stick around. Correct. And so to do to do things like we've always done it. Um, so I had one person say, you know, say like, I've never heard of a parish that has a hospitality coordinator. Why would we have one? Why wouldn't you have one? And I'm say. saying one, I think our parish, we, we're, we're, our, we're striving to be different. I mean, I want to do what every other parish does. I want to offer mass and confessions and give the sacraments uh-huh. in abundance. Agree. But a very we, generous of you. We all, we <laughs> ought to be also different than other parish. If another parish is not doing not meeting the needs of their people, then we have to be different and, and we're going to be different. Anyway, and that's where this sort of hospitality thing, and that's why it's been on my mind so, so, so much. I, I grew up in this uh, parish in East Tulsa, St. Thomas More. Uh, my mom was, uh, my mom's birthday is uh, March 9th, so uh, say, a, say oh. a little prayer for her. Anyway, uh, she, we went out to um, White River Fish Company, Oh, right, right River Fitch Market. Market up in North Tulsa. North Tulsa, and yeah. It's, it, it's, it's the greatest restaurant because you can see... Go um, there on a Friday during Lent. It's the Catholic entire Church. Catholic Church is there. Yeah, but you can see a Mercedes 
from like Utica Square area, oh, parked in a parking lot next to a beat up old Chevy pickup truck. It's where it's like a melting pot. It's Hispanics, blacks, whites, Asians. Everybody is just like it's just this mob of people. People with it's culinary, just a mob of people trying to meet their Lenten observance. With culinary skills. That would put people to shame and people who only know how to eat. I miss that place. Hush puppies with their bare hands. Like we need me. a wait. We need a White River Fish Market. Oh, in, uh, I know, I know. It would. It wouldn't go here. It wouldn't go here. Anywho, uh, so my mother would always talk about like the beautiful, fun stuff that um, that went on at St. Thomas More in 1975 through basically 85, and that 10 years of hospitality and dances and meals and meals on wheels and bringing people into the the church life and then she always says and then they built saint benedict's and that all ended and everybody moved everybody was coming from broken arrow to saint thomas more and then and it all stopped in about 19 1990, 89, 90. Wow. It just all So the parish dynamic, it yeah, shi- yeah, the demographic dynamic. shifted. Oh, and, and the culture of the, in the neighborhood. I mean, I came yeah. back and there was, there were, I left and there was one Mexican restaurant, one Vietnamese grocery store, and now there's like 13 of like, Yeah, little Mexico. Yeah, and Vietnamese and Koreans. It's this wow. beautiful melting pot in East Tulsa. Yeah. But my mother would always talk about like the beautiful hospitality and the welcoming spirit and like Everybody, it was like cheers. Everybody knew your name, oh. and everybody called you by name. There was even, um, like, like we do this at uh, Saint uh, Saint John for our our Sunday sup, student supper. Is everybody has to have a name tag? On. Yeah, well, I'm one, I'm super pro name tag. One, I can't remember people's names, as you know. Um, I usually like I I'm like hey O'Brien, and I describe a you person. You can call to me you. father. I describe a person to you, and then you tell me their name. And I think name tags. It says hello. My name is Boom. It's just father. so easy. Father, K Wack Attack. <laughs> your fave. Your fave priest in Payne County. Whatevs. What do you mean, whatevs? Hospitality. Yeah. So give me some more goodness. On well, it. just uh, so yeah, we're we're going we're going all in. It's a, it's a very um, I, and I think. This was we we this was something that was important to us before COVID, and I think COVID has accelerated the loneliness epidemic, has accelerated that people feel apart from each other. I mean, we still have people literally, like Ash Wednesday. There were multiple people who had decided that was when they were coming back to mass. Sorry. So we've been having we've been having the public celebration of mass. So right, the COVID shutdown was March April of 2020 we started having mass again publicly in may of 2020 we have people who are just now coming back and it is march of 2022 so they have not been they have not been to and i'm not this is not a judgment this is just it's fact wow there are people who have not been to a sunday mass at our parish uh since march of 2020 and there's still people who aren't back. Wow. Um, you know, and we, and so we, we, you know, the, the effort is there. I mean, we're, we're there and we're waiting and we want to facilitate, you know, whatever that looks like. So again, it's not, it's not a judgment, but those folks, they're going to need some love. Mm-hmm. And you know where they can get that love? 
You don't have to be lonely anymore. It's SFXStillwater.com. Okay, that didn't come out as, it was like in my mind, it was like I had dubbed over FarmersOnly.com to SFXStillwater.com. What is your fascination with FarmersOnly.com? I live in Payne County. <laughs> <laughs> Are a lot of your students meeting meeting significant no. others on Farmers Only? No, 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 no. No, but they. That's maybe, hilarious. I don't know why. It's just stuck in my head. It's a jingle. That's very yeah. funny. Well, anyway, hospitality is is a incredibly important, um, and I hope, you know, I know there's parishioners who are kind of maybe you know oh, there oh, there's always a little skepticism out there, uh, and I and I welcome that. I um, mean, we do. We want to use our resources well, yes. and I think this is a good use of resources. SFX. Um, the other thing that's going to happen is we're going to be able to have a lot more stuff at the rectory. Um, oh really? Oh really? Didn't you send me an email hey, the other day? Hey, uh, there's a bunch of coffee cups in the sink. I know. From your little Tuesday yeah. extravaganza. I forgot to unload the dishwasher. With your dudes. Yeah, I got to unload the dishwasher. I got home and I was like, what the heck? Yes. I, I don't drink coffee. Or nine cups These of aren't it. mine. <laughs> anyway, it's important. So pr- I would just encourage everybody to ask yourself, what am I doing to make my parish a hospitable place for visitors, kind of one-time people, for new people, for people who are just coming back from uh, being away due to COVID. Uh, what am I doing? Do I introduce myself to new people? Do I sit by somebody? If I see someone kind of wandering and lost, do I, do I say, hey, can I help you find something? And, and really, most of the time, they just want to know where the bathroom is. Um, but you can, you can help them do that. Um, and I think especially helping, uh, like families with kids, you know, can you kind of help, help them wrangle their kids, you know, and, and there's all kinds of things that we can do. Um, if you're, if you're good at cooking, we're going to need you, um, because we're going to be, we're going to have a lot more food coming. We have 15 seconds. Go. Okay. Hospitality root word. It also has hospital hospice, which means to guest or welcome. Oh, <gasps> well, wow. guest or welcome. You and so your... you're going to guest slash welcome people, which means you're going to be a hospitalitator. That's not the word I was <laughs> looking for. That's not the word. Hey, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. And uh, Father Kerry, have fun in Costa Rica. Costa Rica. KBN. Okay, have a great week. Bye. Pause.